Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this program for selfish reasons. We planned on visiting cities earlier this year, spending some quality time, not as tourists, but pretending to actually live there to get a real sense and flavor of the place. We made one trip earlier this year, which was great. And we were planning for the next trip. Then COVID hit. Yes, unfortunately. A little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, South America, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I'm not Asian. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we will be speaking to folks from around the country who have moved to venues of their dreams and more, and we will share their intimate secrets. Whoa. Just kidding. But we will offer information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. In today's episode, we chat with Aida Egues, who identifies herself as a forever Jersey girl. She knows every part of the Garden State. And no surprise, Aida has decided to make Cape May her retirement destination. Wow, Gil. I'm so glad we're covering Jersey. The big hair, the fast girls, I mean the fast cars, the smell of industrial waste on the along the Jersey Turnpike. I love it all. Um, Gene, we're not going to go there. That's not the part of Jersey. We're going to an artsy and sophisticated town. Oh. <laughs> Aida is the eldest daughter of Hispanic parents from Cuba and Puerto Rico. She grew up in Weehawken, New Jersey, in a house on the cliffs of the Palisades above the Hudson River. As a youngster, Aida quickly learned of the healing power of the salty surf that the miles of New Jersey's diverse and enchanting coastline had to offer. When she was 11, she begged her parents to drive farther down to the end of the New Jersey coast to Cape May. When she got there, she was blown away by the architecture, outstanding seafood, and prolific art scene. She declared out loud, someday I will have a house here. Aida's educational background includes an undergraduate degree from Drexel University, a master's degree from Thomas Jefferson University, and a doctorate from Case Western Reserve in Ohio. Yes, Aida is a doctoral prepared advanced practice nurse, board certified in community and public health, a clinical nurse specialist, and a nationally certified nurse educator licensed in New Jersey and New York a full professor in the nursing department at the City University of New York's New York City College of Technology, located at the base of the Brooklyn Bridge. She's a member of the New York Academy of Medicine and an internationally recognized health, mentorship, nursing, and simulation author, consultant, invited speaker, presenter, and program designer, and a good colleague of mine, may I add. (laughs) Aida has two grown children, a son and a daughter, and Aida posits, the most beautiful town in New Jersey is Cape May, and it's where she plans to retire and immerse herself in the vast activities the town offers. 
and to offer her services in return. Aida, welcome to the show. We are so honored. Please share your journey with us. Absolutely. Thank you and good morning. Um, should I refer to the uh, New Jersey comments first? But uh, Absolutely. So, <laughs> so those, those, are, those are great stereotypes that we have. Uh, New Jersey is incredibly varied. I've lived all over the state. I did grow up in Weehawken, New Jersey. It is on the cliffs of the Palisades overlooking the Hudson River. So I grew up looking at the Manhattan skyline and all of its changes. Um, I grew up not too far from where Alexander Hamilton um, had his famous duel. So I spent a lot of my yeah. childhood, yes, I spent a lot of my childhood breaking through the stone hand-laid walls that lined the Palisades and climbing down the cliffs. I used to cut cliffs <laughs> a lot to do that. No, you um, didn't. I did. Um, <laughs> fine. I did. I was a straight-A student and extremely bored. So... I used to scale the cliffs, and uh, the only way my mom found out was when I came back with poison ivy. I used to find arrowheads and uh, bullet casings and old kettles, and there were um, tunnels beneath those cliffs where, in centuries ago, they used to use um, horses to bring all of the freight up from the Hudson River. So I've always, yeah, I've always been in love with the water, and I've always wanted to retire. I, even as a child, I always had plans of what I would do after the work. And I always wanted to be close to the water and uh, I settled on Cape May. And have you traveled to other places before making that decision? I mean, you know, knowing all about New Jersey, you're probably a little biased. Um, I am a little biased. The thing is, I, I really like having the season. I have relatives in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, Coral Gables in Florida. For me, the lack of seasons was something that I really needed to have. I'm a very visual person, so I like to have the fall. I like to see the differences in the spring. I appreciate the winter, the snow. But Cape May, the weather is so temperate. It's, it's quite different. The snowfall is not as intense as it is up here in North Jersey. I also had a problem with the high humidity levels of Florida. I actually took my children on a cross-country road trip when they were 11 and 8. And we went from New Jersey, drove across the country to New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and went straight to California, up to the Redwoods and back. Halfway, halfway during our trip on the way back, between Albuquerque and Santa Fe, they were selling 20-acre lots in a place that was so stunning. I mean, it just looked like an artist just dropped from heaven and painted the cliffs. I veered off because that's how I am <laughs> and decided to take a credit card offer from Discover for $20,000 for 18 months to buy property. Oh, my and goodness. I, uh -huh, and then I said, all right, from here. And I bought it with the intention of retiring there because I fell in love with Santa Fe. However, there were a lot of codicils with that and that you had to build, you know, minorly a, uh, it was for people who wanted to build uh, an 800 square foot casita plus an approximately two to $4 million home. So those were the covenants. And at that time, that wasn't going to be possible. So you so agreed I, to this not knowing? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I had, I had plans on selling it. Okay. Look, I had a real estate license when I was 18. So I purchased my first home at 20. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So location, location, location. And with the eye on expanding 
a small house that I had bought in Cape May after a very grueling divorce and using that proceeds to pay for the education of my children once they went to college, I sold those uh, 20 acres halfway to Santa Fe. But the pro- for me, the problem with Santa Fe is that it was landlocked and I need to, ha- I need to be able to see and if not actually walk to water. That, I don't know. It must be a genetic thing. Interesting. So you didn't consider retiring in Santa Fe, did you? I did for about 20 seconds until I realized the profit that I would make on that lot of land. (laughs) (laughs) How how long did you have the property for before you sold it? I had the property for exactly three years. That's it. Wow. That's That's it. Yeah. And you Um, made a profit. I I sold it for three times what I purchased it for. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. So now take us back. We know you like to be near water. What about the other factors that come in as we age, you know, health care, all those other things? Yes. I, having gotten my um, undergraduate degrees in Philadelphia, I had, after marriage, moved down close to Philadelphia towards that southern part of New Jersey. And that's why I went to school there. I raised my children about 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, Cape May is about an hour and 20 minutes south of Philadelphia. So all of the Philadelphia healthcare system is down in Cape May. You have the University of Pennsylvania healthcare system, Thomas Jefferson, the Rothman Institute, which I have used because I've had so many um, sports injuries. So healthcare was very important to me. Access was important to me. We have the Philadelphia International Airport is only an hour and a half away, a little bit less. Atlantic City International Airport is only 30 minutes away. And New York is three hours. So for me, it's always been doable. Can you talk to us about entertainment and things to do? Um, I know there's COVID going on in Cape May, aside from obviously the water and the beauty and the beaches. What other things are there to do? You know, Cape May is touted as one of the most beautiful and fun places as well. It is. It's America's original seaside resort. And it has something for everyone. If you like architecture, it's just stunning. It has uh, over 600 homes of the late Victorian architecture. Um, there are, it is a National Historic Landmark. There's the Coast Guard Training Center. So they always have training exhibits. They have parades. Biking is a huge activity. If you're into water sports, there's the parasailing. There are fishing excursions. There's dolphin and whale watching. Around the year, I can walk to the to the bay and I can walk to the ocean from my home. And I can't even count the amount of dolphins that are frolicking in the surf. There's a Cape May Ferry. There are, uh, there are zoos. There, there are arts, theaters, antique shows, artisan shows. If you're an artist, you can learn how to paint and draw on the beach. Uh, there's yoga on the sand. I, I, can't, I can't even tell you the, the array of things that there are to do for anyone of all different kinds of backgrounds. And if if you're looking to pique a new interest, I would say that Cape May is the place to be. But for those of us who may not have any artistic uh, bent, we all have to eat. And Cape May is known for its exceptional seafood and its exceptional uh, culinary um, attractions and offerings that it has. I mean, the seafood is so fresh. They, it comes right off the, the boats right there, especially from the lobster house, which is very, very famous. Yeah, I have access. I mean, I go all the time and I'm always bringing home salmon, fresh caught salmon. It's not farm raised. Um, halibut. We have sea bass, uh, the crabs, uh, flounder. 
I can cast a line on a pier and catch a flounder at, at will. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's just an amazing uh, amount of activities and amazing place to be. Okay. And you mentioned the ferry. Where does the ferry go? The ferry leaves from North Cape May um, down at exit zero. Cape May is at the southernmost part of New Jersey. And it's a one hour and 45 minute ride to Delaware. So you cross the Atlantic Ocean where it meets the Delaware Bay. And it goes over to Lewis, Delaware, which is one of the oldest towns in Delaware. And there are an array of uh, shopping things to do. And uh, again, like in Cape May, there's wilderness trails. There's a lot of hiking um, and a lot of uh, beautiful beaches. So the entire time you're going, you see whales and dolphins on that entire trip. It's amazing. It's like on forever vacation. Is Cape May elder friendly? Absolutely. Absolutely. They have... um, all of the sidewalks have cutouts so that if there's wheelchairs, you have um, ability to get in and out of the streets. Uh, the curbs have rubber padding on the edges so that there's no slipping. And as a nurse, I'm very conscientious of that. There are bus tours everywhere. The township offers um, free shopping for seniors, uh, health care access and uh, delivery services. Um, there's a lot of senior housing. And there are always activities for seniors, whether it be um, outdoor activities, indoor activities, again, access to theater, everything is discounted. Uh, so, yes, there's always a lot of things to do, a lot of community centers and activities that are focused around seniors. And do you have to have a car or can you just walk around to places like from from let's just use your house. Can you just mm-hmm. walk and get a cup of coffee nearby? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of shopping. There are a lot of um, independent shops, mom and pop shops where I there's, I there's a restaurant for almost everything within a five minute walk for me. And uh, and it, it is it is a place that really focuses on wellness. So um, you see a lot of seniors, you know, biking, hiking, again, doing yoga, meditation, Tai Chi. I know at the senior center, they had a 97 year old gentleman um, teaching Tai Chi. I couldn't keep up with him. It's shamefully, <laughs> shamefully so. Uh, so I mean, there's there's all kinds of tours. There's a jazz festival. I mean, you'll you'll have transportation to anything and everything. It's it's a very very walkable town. And, and Kill, you mentioned the cup of coffee. The downtown is absolutely beautiful. It is. Oh, it yeah. really is. Yeah. There's a the shops are unique in that a lot of things are handmade. Um, uh, there are a lot of um, artisans. A lot of people that are ver- that have retired early, actually, and gone to Cape May and explored that creative side of them. So you'll find handmade soaps and, oh, the wineries. Let's get into that. The wineries and the breweries are famous. The land down there, the soil produces some of the most uh, delicious wine outside of uh, France and Napa Valley. Let's talk about the cost of living for all this. <laughs> okay. Um, you can find an array of houses and an array of uh, living situations that you would like to pursue anywhere from condominiums to duplexes to mobile homes to campgrounds to uh, mansionettes on the beach. Um, and New, uh, New Jersey is heavily taxed when it comes to real estate, but Cape May County has the lowest taxes in the state. So you can have, for example, a $3 million mansion on the beach and pay approximately $9,000 a year in real estate taxes. If you have a pool, you may get $1,000 in luxury tax, but still um, it is affordable. And because there is a lot of competition and the seafood is freshly caught, it's not expensive. You could buy fresh seafood. You could buy it right out of the market rather than having to spend three times as much having it in a restaurant. 
So a lot of people do that. They come with coolers packed with ice. They go to the fish market. They load it up with fish, bring it home, put it on the grill, cook it at home. Wow. So it's kind of like cutting out the middle guy. Absolutely. We're good at that in New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice. And do you spend a lot of time at the beach? I do spend a lot of time at the beach. Um, I make it critically important to get up early, follow the seagulls, and walk on the sand. I've gone down to the Cape May Lighthouse and to the point of Cape May Point, and you can walk that entire beach and pass some semi-buried World War II bunkers in the sand. Wow. Uh, there's lookout towers. Well, during World War II, we expected the Germans to bombard the shores of New Jersey. Never happened. But we do have a lot of relics. Uh, we have an incredible amount of off-the-shore uh, sunken vessels that create a lot of um, habitats for wildlife. So diving is also very uh, a very critical activity. So I'm, I always walk on the beach, collect a lot of seashells and sea glass, and uh, can walk from one end of Cape May Point all the way into Cape May itself, and actually can walk up to Wildwood. And what are the Cape May diamonds? Cape May diamonds are naturally occurring quartz that occurs off of the sand. Uh, it's broken down in New Jersey and with the action of the ocean become polished. And you can actually bring them into a store down at Cape May Point and they will polish them in a, in a grounder. It's called a grinder. It comes out and it looks exactly like a diamond. Wow. <laughs> they're so they're free to take? Oh, they're free to take. People come with jars and they come with pots and pans and they just fill up. Fill up with these diamonds. It's clear. They, it looks like clear glass when you have it in your hand. They're wow. all different, all different sizes, all different shapes. Wow! You know, I make jewelry, so this wouldn't be uh, a real nice source. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You have a polisher at home? I do. I do. It's been a while, but uh, you know, you've never used it, but you do. I, yeah. Well, I, I collect. <laughs> I collect supplies, and um, they're sitting there for that sunny day. I mean, rainy day, not sunny. Day. There you go. I can get some for you. Anytime. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I know a lot of bird watchers like Cape May. Do you do you do that or do you enjoy I, watching I, birds? Well, to do bird watching is an organized activity. Um, these are serious. <laughs> these are people who are seriously into um, very expensive, exquisite binoculars and telescopes. Um, I have not had the luxury to be able to afford them at this point, but they tag hawk and eagles and egrets. There are all of these stations in conservation areas among the marshes where people go and do bird watching. I just basically just enjoy watching them. I don't make it into the activity that is so uh, rigorously controlled. Thousands of people that descend on, upon Cape May to do bird watching. It is the most fascinating thing that you could ever see, the seriousness in which they undertake this. Just on my own property, I have hummingbirds that come back every single year. There are hawks. I have baby. There, I've had eagles. I'm trying to think. So many birds, cardinals and blue jays. It's it's a beautiful, um, beautiful area for wildlife. It's teeming with wildlife. Can we talk about um, your home? Is it a ranch? Have you designed it in such a way that you know, as we all age, I know I want. A single floor, but can you talk to us about your living quarters? Sure. What happened was um, I found myself going through a, a grueling divorce. I had a huge home where I was uh, raising my children down in South Jersey. And at that point, 
I decided to reward myself. And I wanted to take, I couldn't really afford to take the kids on vacation anymore. So I said, well, Cape May is close. And it was the time of the economy where I think I could be able to afford it. So I drove down there and I searched probably three trips, found a, a, a small ranch on a huge corner lot, three blocks from the ocean that had been virtually abandoned for over two years. And I walked around the property and having grown up in a family where we did our own wiring, we did our own bathrooms, I can do plumbing, I have done, uh, I can do recess lighting. Whoa. I've, done, I've, I've done electrical work, I've knocked down walls. Um, oh so God. that's basically what I did with this house is little by little, I started replacing everything. And then when I sold the land in Santa Fe, I put a second story on there. You did that yourself? No, I did have an architect. I I designed the house with an architect and they got the permits, but I did all of the outside landscaping, everything. And I did a lot of the inside as well. So little by little, um, I I have now at this point four bathrooms, no, four bathrooms, four bedrooms, two decks. I have a cabana on the outside and a shed. Wow. And it's basically a sanctuary for my kids, my grandson, and the many friends that you suddenly develop when you have a house down the shore. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, something about New Jersey, we don't go to the beach, we go down the shore. And even when we're down the shore, we are down the shore. It's funny. I mean, people will say, where are you going this weekend? And your, your response is, I'm going down the shore. But given all the coastline of New Jersey, you have no idea where that is. We just know that we're running away from from home to just <laughs> go, go walk on the beach. So that's that's how I did it. I mean, I did it um, little by little. It's a year round house. I, I don't, um, you know, take care of it and don't, you know, close it for the for the winter. I've done it so that there's a you know, room for me to be able to move downstairs and aging in place. That was important for me as well. Um, and again, it, I can walk to everything that I need which is, again, is really important, including healthcare access. Absolutely. So let's t- talk a bit about a very um, popular topic, as it seems, moving to your home and decluttering from your old space. Did you have much of that to do? Because it sounds like you've been doing a little bit at a time over the years, but tell us what your what you experienced. When my... I held on to our family home four years more than I expected to because my daughter went to law school down at Rutgers down by Camden when she did graduate and then moved up to North Jersey, incidentally, where um, I moved after selling that house as well. I moved back home to the up where I grew up by Weehawken. I had 25 years worth of furniture and stuff. As George Carlin says, Americans love stuff. Yes. yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I remember that. So, uh, my stuff had stuff. Okay. So as I started going through the house, I realized that there's nothing like donations. So I called, I gave a lot away to organizations for the blind, Purple Heart, Vietnam veterans, because um, I had lost uh, an uncle who served in Korea that I never met. So doing that was important for me. I took nothing to Cape May with me except maybe five items. And that was some artwork that I had actually incidentally purchased in Santa Fe on many of my trips. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait a minute. Five items, they were all artwork? Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> Three of them were pots handmade by a, a Native American um, Indian artist who had won awards at the uh, Indian art uh, exhibit. One was a bronze sculpture called Vertigo that I had actually purchased in Cape May. And the other one was an oil painting nice. that I again had. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I gave everything away and I had people from church and different organizations just come in and clean out the garage. And because little by little, I had bought things in Cape May that I needed for landscaping. So if I had a double of anything in my house, I just drove it an hour and 20 minutes down to Cape May and used it there. So for 20 years, I took the lawnmower, knocked down the seats of my car, put the lawnmower in there, took it to Cape May, mowed down there, and then brought it back to my house. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, you are not afraid of anything, so. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> are your relatives nearby and uh, your son and daughter, how often do they come visit and so on? My daughter comes with me almost every time I go down. I am splitting my weeks currently about three days down in Cape May, four days up here in North Jersey, uh, where I have a condominium. Uh, my son comes probably once a month. He and his wife and my grandson stay for an extended period of time, which you can do now with COVID since everybody is working from home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, relatives I do. Well, most of my family is in North Jersey or spread throughout the state. So it's a day trip for them. Okay. That sounds good. And then you have accommodations, it sounds like, for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're, everyone has their own bathroom, their own bedroom. And it works out that way because... They get up, they go outside, they can go in the pool during the summer, go in the cabana, take the bikes and go bike riding. Um, and then we all meet together to eat and know, plan the activities for the day. I know some of the houses are very colorful in Cape May. What, what, what color is your house or colors? Mine is actually not at all in the Victorian um, vernacular. Um, it's outside of the historic district. So I don't need permission on the color scheme. You need permission on colors on which to paint your Victorian homes. Right. Uh, and they usually have a, a minimum of three to four colors on the outside. I do have um, my house is gray. It's the, a Victorian gray. Uh, I have black metal roofing on it. I also have uh, a teal front door and the trim is white. So they're all historic colors. Nice. Nice. Is it possible to, by land, build a kind of minimal modern style box home? Do you think they would allow that? Yes, that's what mine looks like. I have oh. the Victorian colors on it, but I have a mid-century modern home. But she's outside the district, though. I'm outside the district, that's why. There's no land right now within the district, but if you were to tear down or build on, there are certain um, architectural adherences. But there is in West Cape May and in North Cape May and in Cape May Point a lot of land that people are purchasing and building whatever style house it is that they like. The thing about Cape May is it has an incredibly diverse amount of neighborhoods. So you can go Victorian. If Victorian is not your thing, you can go mid-century modern. If that's not your thing, you can go craftsman. If that's not your thing, you can go uh, long ranches. You can build just about anything that that um, your heart's desire. And is there any fear of flooding, hurricanes, anything like that? I was in my house during Sandy. I left my kids in my family home, and then I said, you know, 
I since I have put so much of my time and labor into my Cape May home, I I really love it. I don't get attached to material things, but that house for me, it's just peace. I mean, all the weight of the world is lifted off my shoulders when I go down there. And I sat down there and my kids were concerned because they thought I was insane, but it felt like a, tr- a freight train coming through the house, but I have beams that are four feet wide that go from the across the first story landing to the second that tie the house. My windows are hurricane proof at 195 mile per hour winds. Wow. And I only had one slight crack in my living room, in my drywall. That was, that was it. Wow. But for a lot of people, Sandy, the thing about Sandy was the surge of the water from the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a problem in, not, in where you are? No, not for me, not at all. Um, the dunes um, are high enough and sufficient enough to, to, to hold back the water. We did have some major flooding, and it wasn't even major, in parts of Cape May on Beach Avenue. Um, and that was just for uh, condominiums that had an entry-level apartment. Some of them had some water damage. But the, we were we were fortunate. A lot of the houses are very, very strongly built um, and have to be for hurricanes to meet hurricane standards. So it, it really wasn't an issue. Okay. I personally really want to live by the water. It's just every time I go on vacation and I look out the window and I see the, whether it's the ocean, it just brings such peace. And now during COVID, it's all I think about, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, where we live, we have a view of the Verrazano Bridge, and it doesn't quite cut it. But um, I walk over there, and I look at the bridge, and I look at the water, and I just think of my future. But I worry about those things that we just talked about, you know, how people have to prepare for the town warning and that siren that goes off, and and how they have to pack and go, and then they come back to a home that's destroyed. And so I know it's good to be on high elevation, but it doesn't sound like you have those concerns or else you wouldn't have someone with your skills and, and, and smarts, just that small kind of damage that didn't seem like anything. So it's doable, right? I think it is. I, I think, well, I mean, I mean, look, I, I'm in public health, so I, I teach disaster preparedness all the time. Um, we never expected Sandy to come up and wreck the havoc that it did in New York. We're a very vulnerable group of islands as it is. The sea level is, is rising. There's no doubt about it. I can tell you that the beaches, the amount of sand is less visible than it used to be. I can tell you that the tides are rising. I can tell you that the sea level is rising. It's very evident. It's evident here when I go down to the Hudson River and I walk the entire seascape all through Hudson County. But I think the most important thing is to make sure when you're going to build and buy a lot of land, if there's no trees on it, that means the water level is way too high. So be careful where you buy that land. If it is marshland, the ocean will claim itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can outrun the wind. You can outrun a lot of things. But the power of water needs to be respected. And I, I love hearing the waves. And I love the sense of peace and I love hearing the seagulls and I, I just love that freshness of the air. But yes, there are risks with everything that we do. I do have family living in Miami. A lot of Miami is built on limestone. They're saying within 25 years, a lot of that land will be underwater. Wow. So I figure, hey, let me enjoy the 25 years I have left. 
can't let my kids worry about the limestone. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I think, I think life is short. I think worry ages us. And I think every day is a gift. And um, you just have to be smart about where it is that you make your purchase. Um, some people are building right on the sand. Um, when I was growing up, you built on the sand if you were poor, because that's where you had to get your sustenance is fishing. Sure. You know, sure. in New Jersey, we won't insure you if you're on the sand for a reason. You're not yeah. supposed to be there. Right. right. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think you just have to have a little bit of fortitude and a little bit of common sense. If it, you know, if you need to walk a few blocks to the beach, because that may keep you safer and you may have a buffer from the other houses in front of yeah. you, yeah. then do that. That's a great line. Worry ages us. I love that. Back to real estate. I was looking at some of the real estate in Cape May and it seemed that North Cape May was very affordable. What, what's that like? Uh, North Cape May is, is, uh, is stunning. Um, it's right down where um, the tip of, again, the Delaware Bay meets the Atlantic Ocean. So that's where the Cape May Ferry comes out of. The fishing out there is incredible. Um, the waves are not as intense as they are in Cape May and Cape May Point. So it's much more swimmable. The bay is absolutely free. That's one thing about New Jersey. We do pay for our beaches. Um, You pay to get to the beaches. You pay to leave the beaches. You pay to stay on the beaches. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you can get um, your your beach tags at a discount. It is much more affordable. It's very family friendly. And now for in COVID, I cannot tell you the amount of people that have decided to take early retirement and go to North Cape May Um, has spectacular shopping and restaurants. And it is it is very affordable, but you've got to get there and you've got to get there soon because I, I know that um, I'm always looking for another property to, to buy and flip. And I haven't been able to because the prices have just tripled, if not quadrupled, just within two years. And there's no flooding in North Cape May because the, the bay itself falls about 50 feet. So the dunes protect that water from coming up. So you can buy right there on the beach uh, off the shoreline and not be concerned with flooding. And when you say affordable, what what's the what do you think the average price of a house is in North Cape May? You know that? Uh, I do. You can buy a house in North Cape May anywhere from about 190 for a two bedroom, one bathroom that needs a little bit of renovation work, uh, up to two million if you're going to be uh, right on the on the on the water. If I mean, I, a three bedroom, two bathroom can run anywhere between I say 325 to 400. You can find a three-bedroom, two-bath house, probably with a deck and uh, close to half an acre of land, for about three twenty-five, three fifty. That's amazing! Oh wow! Mm-hmm. If you, if you want ready to move in, maybe four hundred, four twenty-five, if that. And that's a just hop and a skip to the bay. Um, a final question: Have you since you've lived there, and it doesn't sound like. Um, uh, anything his negative has come from it. Any any surprises? Any regrets? One of the surprises is how many people from Philadelphia and Pennsylvania go down there. Um, it is close, and but we're seeing many more New Yorkers now traveling all the way down to Cape May, uh, buying property, retiring early, just just staying there. Um, one of the things that surprised me was how I was surrounded by so many like-minded people. That cutting sense of humor, that no nonsense. Um, one of the things that does surprise me is when finding the difficulty in finding reputable uh, contractors, anybody to work on your home, because everyone has gone fishing afternoon 
and it's called Kate. Maybe, maybe I'll show up and maybe I won't, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. We know those contractors. Right, right, right. So, uh, (laughs) so having a network of friends and, and I've made friends down there that are, that are all mostly transplanted from New York and North Jersey. Um, we have a network of people that we can call on that are reliable and, you know, since I, I have learned how to do so much construction and take care of plumbing, I pretty much have to be knee deep in water to be able to call somebody to help me out. Um, <laughs> but, but the people down there, when you do find um, people to work on your home or take care of the property or whatever it is, they're just so down to earth. They're just so grateful to live, you know, in, in an area that can afford them seasonal work that will take them through the entire year financially. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, and people bike everywhere and people walk. So you get people that are much more um, health conscious as well. Okay. Well, that was amazing. An amazing set of information. And um, you really convinced me, you know, I had visited Cape May, I think many moons ago and uh, I've been to other parts of Jersey, but this sounds so ideal. Aida, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and your generosity. We may just stop by and be a neighbor. All kidding aside, Cape May is beautiful. It really is. Yeah. Like like I tell my relatives, if you want to see me, you can come anytime. If you want to see my house, you can make an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you know what? When you get a chance, send us some photos, you know, it'd be nice for us to post them. It's very simple. It's a very, very simple home. Um, you know, it's an open concept. I've, I've had some of the furniture I actually got from my parents and it was mid-century modern and, uh, with, with the, with the rattan and the cane inserts. So it's very beachy. It's very, um, but like the outside and the, the, the scenery around. Oh, it'd be so nice to see. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, listen, have a great day. Thank you again. Thank you you so much. And we'll talk soon. My pleasure. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you know of someone who relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Don't leave out that underscore. And if you liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. In the meantime, be well.